Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Truth and Justice. This is your Friday follow-up episode for Season 6, Episode 38, where I interviewed Sandy Melgar's attorney, Mr. Max Seacrest. I personally thoroughly enjoyed my discussion with Mac. I got to talk to him a little bit before the interview. Then, of course, we had about an hour-long on-the-record interview. And Mac is just a very bright guy. He's very practical. He's just, he's just the kind of guy that I like to talk to. And he shed some light on a lot of new information for us, one being... To me, the most interesting piece of the interview was finding out that if Sandy's appeal is granted on point of error number one, that it would be over for her and there would be no reason for a retrial or no ability for the state to retry her. So Matt covered a lot of ground and you guys have a lot of questions and we have an announcement coming at the end of the episode that'll be new news for any of you who are not on social media. So Mike, let's go ahead and get started. Sounds good to me, Bob. Texas Ranger James Holland is a legendary interrogator. They call him the serial killer whisperer. You can't hide those indications, and that's why yesterday I knew that he did it. But now, shocking interrogation tapes reveal how the super cop really operates. And that's why they asked me to come in, because I'm special. From something else, The Marshall Project and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Smokescreen. Just say you're sorry. Listen and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, this first one comes from Kathy. It's not a question, but a comment. She says, I was happily surprised when I heard that if the appellate court accepts this appeal and throws out the conviction based on insufficient evidence, that Sandy goes free and they cannot retry her. She says, I hope her judge sees that there was not enough to convict her. Yeah, I agree. As I mentioned in the intro, that was the um, the most interesting. Well, I mean, there were several points of Max's interview uh, where he shed some new information on on the case. But that was the one that caught my attention the most because I and, and it makes perfect sense. But I didn't realize that, uh, and so the, and the reason for that is, as you heard us mention, it becomes double jeopardy. As I'm sure all of you know, in the United States, if you are tried for a crime and acquitted, you can never be charged for that offense ever again. The prosecution doesn't get to just keep trying over and over again to convict you. They get one shot at it, and you get to move on with your life. And so, with most direct appeals errors, we're talking about trial error where you know, there was something happened that broke their constitutional rights. They didn't receive a fair trial. And so they're saying they get another trial. But that point of error, number one, the insufficient evidence, what that's saying is everything that came into the trial could have been okay, but the jury got it wrong, basically. The jury did not have enough evidence to convict beyond a reasonable doubt. And so basically they're saying the jury got it wrong and this should be an acquittal. And at that point, as Mac described it, it becomes a jeopardy event. 
And since we don't do Double Jeopardy, that would be it for it. And that's what I want to clear up, too. With the, when I listened back to the interview, because I was checking for sound quality, uh, at the end, I said, you know, I hope that we don't need Kathleen Zellner. I just want to make sure that everybody realizes that was not a slight against Kathleen Zellner at all. Uh, but that was really my reaction to this issue, that if Max Seacrest prevails on this, then it's over for Sandy. There's no more appeals. There's no more habeas work. There's no, you know, we still will continue to investigate the case. And we still want to find justice for Jim and find out who killed him. But for Sandy, the the legal battle would be over. It would be the same result as if she went to trial and got acquitted. The conviction's taken off her record. She could never be tried again. Uh, and so that's what I meant when I said we wouldn't need Kathleen Zellner at all. Because if that happens, there's no need for us to present new evidence for Sandy's case. So any further investigation would be 100% for the sole intent and purpose of finding justice for Jim Melgar. All right, and Kelly says, if an examination of alternate suspects in the Melgar case is concluded prior to CrimeCon, will you guys still be getting the word out during podcast row appearances via flyers, t-shirts, buttons, etc.? Yeah, absolutely. As a matter of fact, uh, Liz Rose was going to send me a package of the Free Sandy Melgar uh, merch, you know, which includes, you know, there's stickers and there's buttons and there's all kinds of stuff. So we always pass stuff out and have giveaways when we're on Podcast Row. Uh, which for those of you that are going to CrimeCon that have never been there before, that's just basically a big giant open room with every true crime podcaster you can imagine at a table for hours every day where everybody can just come up and meet us and talk to us and take pictures and things like that. So at our table, yes, we will have lots of the free Sandy Melgar merch from their website. Uh, we'll have, we always have stickers of our own that we'll be passing out. We usually hand out a couple of t-shirts. We don't, of course, buy any, enough for, you know, the thousands of people that'll be there. But we'll have a few. Uh, and then also, yes, I want to print out a lot of flyers and 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 try to circulate the the reward flyers, especially if anybody travels there from Houston, because it's not a it's not a real long trip to New Orleans from Houston. So I'm hoping maybe some of you Houston listeners are going to make the drive for CrimeCon. Liz says, did you talk to Mac off the record about his opinion with Barnett's interview on your show or any other one she's given? She says, I just have a feeling he'd have a few delightful wisecracks that would entertain us all. I'm sure that he would, but no, I didn't, you know, and, and that was a conscious decision for me not to ask those questions of Mac, either on or off the record. You know, we've had this season has, you know, as as you all know, is has drummed up quite a bit of drama. A lot of that's because I've, you know, I, I, I've been poking the tiger for a lot of reasons to a lot of people that have really, um, they, well, they pissed me off during the course of this case. And I think that they a terrible injustice has occurred to Sandy. And I think that some of it was intentional. But I, I've made a conscious decision a while back, and, I, and I'm sticking to that. Where I am, I'm done dealing with the drama. There's it, it's, it, there's no point in going back and beating up Colleen Barnett. There's no point in going back and beating up Maurice Carpenter or even Curazal. You know, I just wanted the facts and let's 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 move forward because what's important now is figuring out who killed Jim. So so no, I, I in, in no conversations that I even ask Mac about Colleen Barnett, and and also understand that. You know, I don't want to put him in that position, uh, you know, to ha to answer that question because he may have some choice words, but, you know, he still works in the same system as Barnett. And, you know, there's just no reason for him to, you know, go on the record, probably saying something disparaging about another attorney in Texas. And, and really, I don't think that he would anyway. This next one's an email from listener Dawn. At the time of Jim's murder, were Sandy and or Jim on any social media sites? If so, I am wondering if either of them posted anything before the night of the murder saying they were going out for their anniversary. Maybe possible suspects were also on social media. So to answer the first part of that question, 
yes, they both had social media. Jim had just recently set up a Facebook and and it was very locked down privacy wise, but he had never even uh friended anybody yet. He didn't have any friends. I think he'd maybe made one or two posts. Um, but Sandy also had a Facebook account. Uh, but her again, her privacy was locked down pretty tight, so people that weren't her friends couldn't see much of anything on her page. Uh, but I just spoke with Liz today prior to recording this, and she said no, she didn't, and she wouldn't. She said post anything about like what they were doing, or they were going on vacation, or they were going out to dinner, or anything like that. So yes, they had social media, but it, it seems like no, neither of them posted anything that would be an indicator that they would be a good target. Wyatt says, I've always wondered why Mac didn't opt for a bench trial if it's seemingly so clear even prior to the trial that there isn't any incriminating evidence against Sandra, and it was somewhat known going into it. Well, you got to understand that a bench trial is extremely rare. I mean, most people will opt for a trial by a jury of their peers, and bench trials just don't always work out the way you think. You know, in, in Jesse Eldridge's case, I thought that was, and I think we were dealing with a very corrupt system there in Dallas County back at that time, but you know, that was a case where there was absolutely no evidence against Jesse. I mean, you had nothing but the changing eyewitness testimony of his brother who couldn't keep his story straight and for years had maintained Jesse had nothing to do with it. There was zero evidence pointing towards Jesse Eldridge. And that's why his attorney opted for a bench trial because, you know, a judge won't get caught up in the emotions of it and he'll just look at the facts and it still landed him with a conviction. So, and also you have to understand that in Texas, as Mac explained, you don't necessarily know what's coming at trial. You know, the state has to turn over all the exculpatory materials and turn everything over in discovery. But as they found with Colleen Barnett, all they had to do is put her on the witness list. They did not have to explain what she was going to testify about. So she showed up with a with a six-page report about blood spatter and then went on for four hours about crime scene staging and and home invasions and, and other things that, that had nothing to do with her, I guess those are all her fields of expertise, but her main field of expertise, I think why Mac assumed she was there, was to talk about blood spatter. So they didn't know what the state was going to bring. You know, they had an idea of what the case was, but, you know, they could have been hiding some tricks up their sleeves. So I, I don't think it's strange at all. I think it would have been very odd in a trial this complicated for the defense to opt for a bench trial. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Aaron says, I was wondering, do you think the robbers targeted people who owned businesses? I know that several people who own small businesses use their home address. Another thought I had was, could one of the robbers have worked at somewhere like Walmart and was able to see who has purchased safes? I mean, I, there's no way for us to know that second half. And really, there's no way to know the first part either. 
it's possible the home invaders were targeting people who own small businesses. I mean, there's a lot of similarities between the Kingwood home invasion and the Melgars. I mean, they both own small businesses. They both, well, actually, they didn't both own safes, but the robbers thought that they both owned safes. But then there's also the similarity that they were all Spanish-speaking victims. And then also the victims in the 2009 home invasion with Oscar Garcia, those victims were also Spanish-speaking. So um, it's hard to say how the victims were chosen, but we definitely do see similarities in at least the Spanish-speaking element and at least two out of the three. I don't know about the third, uh, the self-employed or people who own small businesses. There's no way of knowing for sure, but that's just another one of the things that makes me feel like these crimes are likely all connected. Laura says, what does Mac think about the new attorney, Kathleen Zellner, getting involved with this case? Uh, so I did talk to Mac about that. Um, we talked a little bit about it on the podcast. We talked a little bit about it prior to, and Mac hasn't worked directly with Kathleen at all. He's very excited that she's on the case. I mean, he said he knows that she's a, a phenomenal lawyer. And, you know, when, when we get to a point, if we get to a point where uh, the work Kathleen Zellner is doing comes into Sandy's case actually to be litigated in the courtroom. Uh, I believe that the the terms that Mac used with me were, you know, that, that we'll absolutely play nice together. You know, we'll work together as a, as a, as a good team. Um, but, you know, again, keep in mind that, you know, to, to make clear also, you know, when I said that Kathleen Zellner is doing habeas work, Sandy's not in a habeas state. So I didn't mean, and that's what Mac said when he said that we're not to a point where you could go into a courthouse with that. You have to either go through the steps of the direct appeals process before you can move into habeas, which is when you can enter in new evidence. You can't bring new evidence in during the direct appeal phase. Uh, that, that has to happen afterward. So what, what I'm talking about when I say she's working on habeas, meaning she's getting DNA testing done, she's meeting with the prosecutors, they're conducting investigative work to try to find new evidence. And if they find new exculpatory evidence, then that would be used in habeas. And there is the option, but I think timing-wise, that, that doesn't or won't make sense at this point because of the, how slowly the, the wheels of justice turn. Uh, there is an option, according to Allison Clayton, when I spoke to her about it, where you can, you can request to bypass the direct appeals phase. So say we found, you know, of the DNA that's there, if they run it and they get a profile, say for example, just as an example, say they get a profile hit on that unknown DNA either on the jewelry or on Sandy's bindings or Jim's bindings, and it comes back and it's Sinead Gonzalez's DNA. And again, that's just a hypothetical. But say that happened. Okay, well, that's, that's clear evidence that someone else did this besides Sandy. Then they can't just enter that. They would have to request to, to waive Sandy's right to the direct appeal so that that could then be entered in as a habeas claim as new and compelling evidence of actual innocence uh, that would happen at that point. So th that's what I meant by uh, Kathleen's working on habeas. She's working on finding new evidence that could be used for habeas if and when we get to that point. All right, that's going to do it for questions we have on this week's episode. But for the listeners who don't have social media, Bob, do you want to give them the big announcement? Yeah, so I was finally able to, and of course for all of you that are on our Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, uh, you're very much aware of what I'm about to tell you. But for those of you who don't participate in the social media, um, I was finally given the green light to announce why I was absent for two and a half months uh, over the, you know, back in February, March, and, and part of April. 
And the reason for that, and it ties into the question that everyone has been asking about, you know, when are we coming back to the West Memphis 3 case? Obviously, you all know that I was investigating the case during that time, but the reason for my absence in doing so and why all that had to be condensed into those nine weeks straight, uh, which is a couple breaks in between there, is because the Oxygen Television Network last year, actually about this time last year, greenlighted a project called Truth and Justice, The West Memphis Three, or at least that's the working title. So the time that I was gone, what I was doing was working on the active investigation of the West Memphis Three case, but doing it on film, because coming very soon, you're going to find that show on the Oxygen Network. And this has been a long project. It's been very difficult for me to keep that kind of under wraps. That was part of the reason for the pause when we paused it. You know, and as I said, there were some developments. We we do have developments. There is some some new information out there. Uh, the investigation has gone deeper than it's ever gone before. But I was contractually obligated to not share what we were doing. So I couldn't tell anyone what it was that I was doing during that time. Um, but so so this is how that went down. John Cryer came to me uh, about two years ago, three years, you know, it was about two or three years ago, and he's a listener of our show, and uh, he thought that, that Truth and Justice could reach a larger audience and gain more people to help with the crowdsourced nature of our investigations if we took Truth and Justice to the TV screen. I was very hesitant to do that. I, he's, he's not the first producer. I've had lots of producers contact me and ask me to do that, and I turned them all down. But John got my attention. I flew out. I met John, spent some time with him, talked about what he wanted to do with the project. And he was the only person I talked to that I, I believe was did not just have, you know, making a, a an award-winning TV show in mind. John genuinely has a concern for the wrongfully convicted and criminal justice reform. And and as all of you, for those of you who don't know who John Cryer was, you know, he was Ducky in Pretty in Pink, and he was Alan Harper in Two and a Half Men. Uh, so I can tell you that uh, this this was definitely was not about money for John. This had to do with him really wanting to make an impact in the criminal justice system. So he convinced me to start working on a TV program. That's a long process. You got to do a whole lot of work and spend a whole lot of money up front and then take it to networks and and pitch it to them and see who wants to purchase it. And ultimately, last year, the Oxygen Network decided that they wanted to go with Truth and Justice, the TV show on their network. And then, you know, the filming process has to all be done kind of condensed. So um, we're not done. I still have a little bit more to do. And we have some open leads out right now that we're waiting on some conclusions. I can't obviously get into any of the details of what's what's happening. But the, the big announcement at the end of the day is uh, sometime very soon, you will be able to watch the Truth and Justice, the television show, on the Oxygen Network. All right, and for the people that did see this announcement on social media, we have a few questions. Connie says, will there be a streaming option for folks who don't have cable or satellite? Something like inclusion on Hulu or a pay-per-streaming service like CBS All Access, which you pay monthly to watch all the CBS shows. You know, I don't know for sure. Um, You know, some shows end up on Hulu. It's not like it used to be where you know, if you sign up for Hulu, you could dump cable because every show was on Hulu the next day. And if you waited long enough, they'd end up on Netflix. Uh, the the TV industry doesn't work like that anymore because the more and more streaming services are out there, the more those contracts get split up between all of them. So some shows are on Hulu, some are on Netflix. 
the CBS shows aren't on either because they have their own streaming service, blah, 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 blah. But what I do know is most Oxygen shows are available on Amazon Prime. Uh, and I know that because I've missed some and I couldn't get them on demand. So I just went ahead and paid the $1.99 or the $0.99 cents or whatever and just downloaded and watched them on Amazon Prime on my smart TV. So I think if nothing else, that should be an option for anyone that doesn't have cable or doesn't have oxygen in their package. Once a show comes out, I'm sure that you can stream them through Amazon Prime. And then it may be available on Hulu, too. And and I probably should know this, but I, I'm not sure. But I think Oxygen may have a streaming app as well, their own app. But it may be one of those things where you have to be, you know, you have to have that as part of your TV package in order to get the streaming package. I'm not sure. But one way or another, you, you will be able to watch this whether or not you have cable. Brian says, does this mean any new info on the West Memphis 3 case will be under wraps until the dock airs? It does mean that, yeah. Um, everything that I have investigated throughout the last several months, really the year, you know, the, the last year, because some of this investigative work was going on prior to us actually filming things. And, and yeah, all of that will be on the television show. And it's just the way TV works. And of course, you all wouldn't want to have everything for the people that are watching the show. You wouldn't want to have that anything spoiled before you watch it anyway. Um, so, you know, all those, all those new reveals will be coming out on the TV show itself. And before anybody says anything or asks anything, yes, of course, if we find hard evidence of who actually committed these crimes, that will be immediately turned over to law enforcement. You know, we're not going to hold that back for the television show. And I can tell you that, uh, we have, we have had contact with the law enforcement agencies with some information and some requests too. So there is uh, communication there going on. So you know, we are working through official channels, but as far as what we found and what the investigation is revealing, that'll all be revealed on the show and the series when it airs. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Nat from Instagram wants to know when does it air? Uh, good question. So another thing that with how TV works is, and I'm of course I'm learning all this as I go. Um, there, there's quite a a process there. You know, we have coming up here before too long, where we will deliver because um, I'm one of the executive producers, uh, and we have an, our showrunner who's an awesome uh, showrunner. If you ever want to see some of her other work, she is also the showrunner on a CNN show called Declassified. Her name is Dominie Hoffman. Um, so you can see the types and calibers of television shows that she puts together. Um, so it's me and Domini, and then of course, you know, John Cryer and Jim Clementi's involved. Jim's going to be on camera as well as he's one of the producers. Uh, but anyway, so all of us together, we've done all this filming 
And then we have some some other great line producers or um, co-executive producers. There's all these different titles that I don't even understand. But everybody's putting this together right now. And then the next step is we'll deliver rough cuts of the episodes to the network. Essentially, that's us saying, this is what we think this episode should look like. And then the network will say, well, we want you to do this, this, or this. And then if we have any notes, we'll go back and make adjustments and we'll submit it again before we get final cuts. All that should be happening in the next couple of months. And then after that, it's up to Oxygen to decide when they're going to actually air the show. Um, and that has to do with their time slots. You know, personally, I'm hoping that we're looking at, at late summer, early fall, uh, that we're going to have the show go to air. But, you know, I have no idea. There's no, there's no way for me to know to say that's above my pay grade is an understatement. Um, that's way, you know, my job is to do the investigation and help produce the show. And then it's, it's much more important people than me who make all those decisions. All right. And Jess from Instagram wants to know, will there be a second part podcast to go along with the TV show? Yes, absolutely. So, um, that, so as, as promised, I'm coming back to the West Memphis three, but as I'm sure you guys could figure out with me being gone that long, you know, we have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours. Maybe that last hundred was getting too far, but we have hundreds of hours of footage and, you know, the episodes are 42 minutes long. We don't even know how many episodes there's going to be, but there's a lot that's not going to come out in the TV show because it just doesn't work that way on TV. Um, so what my plan is when the show drops, we'll be doing episodes in conjunction with the series. So when episode one drops, then we're going to do a, a, a follow-up episode on episode one. And in that, you know, I'll be talking about some of the behind the scenes stuff, what what wasn't included in the TV series, uh, and sharing our thoughts and getting your thoughts on it in the follow-up episodes. And then once the series comes to conclusion, I have some full uncut interviews that have never been heard before. And, you know, the way a TV show works is you you get a you know two hour interview and then you see, you know, two minutes of it here and five minutes of it here, just the important parts. You know, so I'll be I'll be airing as many of those long form interviews as I can so you guys can get the full picture. And then hopefully we'll have enough information that's going to come forward and we'll have some more eyes on the case, people that'll be drawn in from the TV series. And then we'll launch into the second half of season five of the podcast where we'll see if we can carry the ball across the finish line if we're not able to get it across the finish line through the TV series and through the work that we're already doing. Because that, of course, is the ultimate goal is to conclude this case and solve the case through the work that we're doing with the TV show. And understand this too. I know y'all just heard me a couple of weeks ago say that I have a face made for radio. That's one of the reasons why I was a little hesitant to do the TV series to begin with. It was It's never been my dream to be on TV. I'm uncomfortable with the whole thing. But the reason why I ultimately decided to make the leap and do it, and I can promise you 100% it's not because of the money for me, because anybody that's listening that works in unscripted TV, it uh, doesn't pay that much. I thought I was going to be a millionaire. <laughs> We might be able to go to Sizzler when we're done. <laughs> it's not. It's definitely not a, a big lucrative process, and it's 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 a pain in the butt. I mean, it's long six hour, you know, twelve hour days, six days a week, traveling all over the place. But there's two things. One, drawing in a larger audience, I think, is going to help our cause and help push the the ball forward on these cases. Getting more eyes and ears on the the cases and the evidence, I think, is going to help. And then, secondly. You know, Oxygen is providing a budget that I just don't have. Through the podcast, we just don't have a massive budget where we can test tons of DNA and we can bring in top of the line experts. And, you know, we just don't have that budget. So, you know, when, when Oxygen came in and offered to 
essentially fund this investigation in a very real way, uh, in a much more efficient way than I could ever even imagine doing with the podcast. That was what ultimately got me to agree to go ahead and do the TV show because you know I think that by adding that budget and the the clout and power of a television network like that, I think could help us get closer to solving the case. All right, that's going to do it for questions this week. Bob, this is really exciting news. Congratulations on the TV show. I'm really proud of you. I think the listeners are really stoked, and we cannot wait to see that show. Well, thanks for that, Mike, and thank you to all you listeners for all of your support over the years, and um, it was was really cool to see the buzz and excitement from all of you on social media about this, and I appreciate you all putting up with you know, our, our crazy schedule and doing so in the dark. I mean, believe me, you all know that if I'm anything, I can be wrong and I can be dumb, but I'm always real with you guys. And it was very, very difficult for me not to tell you what was going on. That was, that was a hard thing is very much out of, uh, the way I like to operate. So I don't like keeping secrets from you. And, um, that was a little rough, but I, but I appreciate all of you sticking with us and hopefully the result at the end of the day is going to be something that is worthwhile for everyone. And, and from what I've seen so far and what I've done so far, I'm, I'm certain that all of you are going to enjoy the finished product once the show airs on Oxygen. Truth and Justice is an NBI Studios production and is distributed by Wondery. Mike Bussing is our executive producer, and all music for the show was created and composed by PutThemInASong.com. Thank you to Amanda Meyer with Willow Photo and Design for designing and creating our Friday follow-up logo. And all of our font across all of our logos and banners was created by Tate Krupa of Red Swan Graphic Design. You can find more of Tate's work on Etsy. Thank you to Katie Ross of CreatedInTandem.com for designing, creating, managing, and maintaining our website, Truth and Justice Pod, where you can view all photos and documents discussed in every episode. Thank you to our transcription team, Rachel Timberman, Natalie Alicia, Pamela Westby, Katherine Chrisman, and Jen Reese Incandela. And as always, thank you to all of you for all of your engagement and support. If you like the show and you'd like to support us, you can do so in a number of ways. To financially support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash truthandjustice. On the Patreon page, you can pledge as little as $3 a month, and we have reward levels on Patreon that include access to behind-the-scenes videos of the tapings of our Friday follow-up episodes, Truth and Justice Army t-shirts and hats, and even the opportunity to co-host one of our Friday follow-up episodes. You can also help us out by going to iTunes and leaving us a 5-star rating and review. And lastly, you can always support us by supporting the companies that sponsor this program. And if you have a new case that you'd like us to consider for future seasons, you can submit your cases on our website, truthandjusticepod.com, Just click on the case submission button and fill out the form. And the most important thing that you can do is engage in the investigations. You can keep in touch with us through our email at theories at truthandjusticepod.com. You can like our Facebook page or join in on the conversation on the Truth and Justice Podcast fans page. For all of you tweeters, you can connect with us on Twitter. The show's handle is at truthjusticepod, and my personal Twitter handle is at bobruftruth. And for more personal interactions, feel free to follow me on Instagram at truthjusticepod. Don't forget, we always have our 24-7 voicemail line open for questions, comments, or tips on our cases. That phone number is 269-224-2833. However you do it, stay engaged, stay in touch. But as for now, we're signing off. I'm Bob Ruff. And I'm Mike Bussing. And this has been Truth and Justice.
Okay. Are they mowing the grass with a with a with a seven forty seven? Yeah, it sounds like it, man. <laughs> Let me hit pause here All for right. a second while they're making their swing around. There's a soccer field behind my house. All right, that's going to do it for questions this week. Thanks, everybody. I thought you said Bob from the bottom of my heart. You were about to say something from the bottom of your heart. That's the only reason I gave you that platform is because you were going to tell me something from from deep down in your gizzard. All right, hold on. Why and I get on no TV? (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Good day. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney. Make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusion supply. See store or jcp.com for details. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.